0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam podcast. Qalam is an organization that is dedicated to making Islamic knowledge accessible to everyone. Alhamdulillah, Qalam has been able to serve so many people all across the world in so many ways. And now, Qalam has the opportunity and the ability to take its work to the next level. Qalam now has the ability to expand its offerings to people all across the world in so many different ways. Qalam is acquiring a campus, a home, where we can continue to do the work that we do and in fact increase what we do. But we need your help, we need your support to make that dream a reality. Go to QalamCampus.com and donate generously. Every single person listening to this podcast, benefiting from Qalam, I need you to go there and donate and share that link far and wide, and let's all of us come together, invest into our sadaqa jariya, and take this work to the next level. Jazakumullahu khairan, wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Now enjoy the podcast. <laughs>
1: ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون Ya ayoha nasu taku rabbakumul ladi kholaka min nafsin waahida. Wa kholaka min haza ojeha, wabetha minhuma di jalan kathirom wani saa. Wa takullah hel lady ta saa aluna bihibal arraham, inna lah kana alekum rakiba. Ya ayoha ladina amanu takulaha wakulu kolan sedida, yuslih lakum armalakum, woya fil lakum dunubakum, wame yutailaha wara sulehu, fakodefaza fosen aadima. Amma bad. فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْهَدِي هَدِيُ مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ ثُمَّ أَمَّا بَعْد I want to start off today's khutbah talking about a story from the seerah. Early on in the early days of the seerah, The the Muslims, the Prophet ﷺ, and the Sahaba, as a community, they were very, very small. The community got much greater when they went to Medina, and they were able to flourish in Medina. However, in Mecca, they were very small, and they were very insignificant to the people of Quraysh, to the non-Muslims at that time. Specifically, I want to talk about an incident. This was shortly after Hamza accepted Islam. Hamza accepting Islam was a big, big win for the Muslims at that time. The Muslims were insignificant, and this made them significant. Now, the non-Muslims, the Quraysh, they started noticing, and they started realizing, and they started being threatened by the Muslims because of Hamza And of course, in the following days and years, we get a lot more conversions to Islam, which made the Muslims much much bigger and much more strong. It strengthened the Muslims. However, at this time, this was one of the first major milestones of the deen, of the community, when Hamza accepted Islam. So shortly after Hamza accepted Islam, there's a, there's a day during the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad that the Prophet he was sitting inside the Haram. He was sitting by the Kaaba. And he would sit there often and he would pray to Allah. And he would sit there, and he was sitting there on this day, and on the other side of the Kaaba, inside the Haram, there was a group of the Quraysh sitting down. And One of them, he stood up and he spoke to the rest of the Quraysh. He spoke to the leaders of the Quraysh at that time, the leaders of the non-Muslims. And he asked the rest of the the leaders of the non-Muslims, he said, Is it okay, do you guys give me permission, if I can go over there to Muhammad, and I can maybe talk some sense into him? Maybe I can make some kind of proposal to him, so that he'll stop what he's doing. Because now, as I was saying, it's become serious. Islam has become serious. The followers of Muhammad wasalam, have become serious. And so the leaders of Quraysh, they said, go ahead. Yeah, See what you can do, see what, and what happens when you talk to him. This man, his name is Utbah ibn Rabi'ah. This man, he goes over and he sits with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu And he starts talking to him. And he said that... <clears throat> he says that the things that you preach, the Islam that you're teaching to people, all of these people uh, becoming Muslim, it's starting to divide our uh, community. It's starting to divide our community of mushriks, of non-Muslims. And now some of our people that we know, that some of our tribe, is starting to go and follow the, the, me- the message that you are teaching. And what you're saying, the Prophet didn't talk specifically uh, negatively about the false gods and the statues, etc. that they would worship. but. He says here, Utbah ibn 'ah," Rabi'ah, he claims against the Prophet ﷺ that you and your followers are speaking negatively about our gods. Specifically that they're not actually gods. That Allah is... So he says, is it okay if I propose something to you? And so the Prophet ﷺ, he agrees to this. Because the Prophet ﷺ, his purpose wasn't to cause dissension in the community. His purpose was that Allah's message is communicated to the people and the people have a chance to accept it. And this is why, on a side point, that we understand from the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, if any of us have studied the the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, we see in the Treaty of Hudaybiyah nobody wanted to agree to the treaty. But the Prophet ﷺ said, yes, absolutely. And he signed the treaty with his hand. He signed the treaty of the of uh, Hudaybiyah, which in hindsight we see was so much benefit to the to the Muslims and the Prophet and Islam. So what we see from this, from this story and at this point that the Prophet his point wasn't to just cause uh, disruption in the society. He wanted, if they wanted a treaty, he wanted to agree to a treaty. And so uh, Utbah, he goes on to say. He goes on to propose. He said, "If what you're doing here, talking to Muhammad and Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he asks him, if what you want is money, then we'll give you the as much money as you want, and we'll make you the richest among us." If you want social status, if you're looking for acceptance in our community, as the leader of our community, we'll make you the leader of our community. And we won't decide anything without your approval. If you want to be a king among our people, we'll make you our king. And if you are sick, if you have some jinn that's uh, enchanted you, if someone has done magic on you then we will find the best doctors, we'll find the best people to cure you of your disease. This was the proposal of Utbah ibn Rabia. Of course this is not something that can be accepted, this is not what the Prophet intended, this is not what the purpose of Islam was to make an individual or multiple individuals wealthy and so the Prophet sallallahu he listened to this whole proposition and then he responds he says now listen to what i have to say and he starts bismillahir rahmanir rahim hamim tanzilum min rahmanir rahim he starts reciting surah fussilat as his response to Utbah ibn Rabi'ah he starts reciting Surah Silat. and as he's going through the verses the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as he's going verse by verse by verse by verse Utbah he leans back he puts his hands back, he leans back and he just takes it all in, he listens to the verses of Allah and so after the Prophet Sallallahu gets to a verse of sajda. he makes sajda and then he says this is my uh, response to you and you can do as you wish and so Utbah he gets up and the Quraysh they, they say that from afar they see Utbah coming back and they see and they notice him and they say there's something, there's something wrong with Utbah there's something wrong with him so when he gets back he's shaken and he says that this man, I have not heard anything—not poetry, not sorcery, not magic—nothing like what he said. And he said, and he warns the Quraysh, the non-Muslims. At this point, he says, "Stay away from this uh, this man. If you want to join him, then join him. Otherwise, stay away from him, because what he has." will become something very significant. And he advises them as the Quraysh, he says, that if you guys want honor, he's Quraysh, just like we are, that's the same tribe, he's the same tribe as us. If he succeeds, then we'll uh, we'll enjoy in the success of Muhammad. If he fails, then that's none of our business, so leave him alone. And so the the Quraysh, they they, they say it looks like You've been enchanted as well by this man, Muhammad. So, I want to mention this verse, uh, this, this story here, to actually highlight the surah in, in and of itself that the Prophet وسلم, shared with Utbah. That this surah, this surah, surah, when you go through this surah and when you read this surah, there's so much in the surah to, to benefit from, so many lessons to learn from, there's such powerful words in this surah. I want to highlight a certain passage from it in today's khutbah. The passage starts off and Allah says in the Qur'an, Allah says ladina la That Allah says in the Qur'an that those, the non-Muslims, the enemies of Islam, what they'll want to do, they tell each other, don't ever listen to these words. Don't ever ever listen to this miracle of uh, the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam that the Prophet received from Allah. Do not ever listen to the words of Allah. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَغْلِبُونَ When you hear it, just chatter amongst yourselves. Make noise so that people can't hear what the words actually have to say. This is the Qur'an we're talking about. So Allah says that there will be a very, very severe punishment for these people, for these non-believers, for these that don't believe and who are enemies of Islam, that there will be a very severe punishment. That we will compensate them, we will pay them back for the very the worst of what they did in this life <inaudible> that is the compensation the payback that is the payment that is given to those that wage war against allah wage war against islam that they wage war against what the message of islam is it's a payment for exactly what they would do and the rejection that they would do in this world. The non-Muslims in the hereafter, after seeing the punishment, after seeing that they were wrong, there will be severe regret for what they did. They'll say, Show us, Ya Allah, Rabbana arina ladaini awalana. Show us those enemies. Show us those people that misguided us. They don't want to take the blame themselves. Show us those people from among men and among jinn that misguided us in this world. So that they can have a worse punishment than what we have. Now, Allah, at this point, may Allah protect us from this type of punishment. At this point, Allah transitions the verses. Allah transitions, and the Mufassirun, the scholars of Tafsir, they explain here that whenever you have a very, very severe warning in the Qur'an, it's immediately, always, every time, it's immediately followed with reward and something encouraging. So Allah says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَا اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا That Allah says, those that call Allah their Lord. ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا And then they stand firm on that. ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ Allah And I'll come back to that verse in a second as to what Allah is saying, those two qualities, those very important qualities that Allah is highlighting. But Allah goes on in the verse to say that the angels will descend to this, this man, this woman that has these two qualities. The angels will descend to this man, this woman. At the time of their death, and they will say, Don't fear anymore. There is no more fear for you for what's to come. And you no longer have any need to grieve for what's to pass, what has passed. There is no more fear of the future and there is no more fear of the past. You made it. And Allah, uh, excuse me, the angels here will give the good news at this point that they will get, this man, this woman will get Jannah. That you have been promised. That there was a promise that has been made to the Muslims, to the believers, man and woman. That if we are, if we believe, if we highlight these two qualities that I'll get to, that we will achieve Jannah. That Allah will grant us Jannah, and He has promised us Jannah for them. So to go back to those two qualities that Allah says in the Quran, al-Ladina qalu, that these individuals, those people, those believers, that one affirm and confirm that Allah is in fact their Lord. That it's not just about the mundane actions that we do on a daily basis, not just about those Uh, Actions that we might not fully be present when we are doing them But it is also about realizing why we are doing these things We are doing it for Allah If the purpose behind our actions is not there, it's not present Then we are not able to fulfill our actions properly If our intention is not there, we're not able to fulfill the purpose of the very action we're doing. Why are we praying? Are we just going up and down for no reason? Why are we giving money from our pockets? Is it just to feel better or is there a higher purpose? And the higher purpose here is that thing. Uh, we believe and we affirm that Allah is the one who created us. We believe and we affirm that Allah is the one who sent the, this message of Islam. And He asked us to follow it. And He told us to follow it. <inaudible> These two aspects go hand in hand. These two aspects go hand in hand. The second that Allah mentions in this is istiqama. Is that not only is this lip service of what we say and what resonates in our hearts, but we act on it. We show what we mean. We show that we really do love Allah. We really do believe in Allah. We really do accept Allah's message. When Allah tells us to pray, we pray. When Allah tells us to fast, we fast. When Allah tells us to do things, we do it because Allah is our Lord. Because, We say, Our Lord, Rabbuna Allah, our Lord is Allah. So these two aspects, if we are able to accept them, if we're able to inculcate them in our lives, then what we see in these verses, the result is exactly what I was reading. That the angels will come down and they'll give glad tidings, they'll give good news, they'll give the, the, the news to us that Jannah is there, you've achieved, you've done it, you've made it, that's it. Allah goes on to say and quote what uh, what these angels will, what these angels will say to the believers that these angels will say that we are the allies we are your allies في we were your allies in this world and we will be your allies in the hereafter. فِيهَا مَا أَنفُسُكُمْ Now, you'll get whatever you want فِيهَا مَا You have whatever you desire And whatever you want, whatever you request, whatever you hope for You'll get it Because you made it You highlighted these two qualities مِّن غَفُورِ rahim. Allah ends this section of the, the surah by saying Nuzulam min Rahim that this is a gift in an analogy of Allah being our host, this is how Allah is hosting us in Jannah. This is the reward that Allah gives us in Jannah for highlighting these two qualities. I pray that Allah will help us and achieve these goals and achieve these qualities. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> To conclude this khutbah I want to wrap up With just a reminder for myself first And everybody else in this world In this room, excuse me That what our goal here in life? We we achieve a lot of different things in our lives. We have a lot of milestones in our lives. For those that are younger, finishing a certain school year. The school year is just starting, right? Finishing that, completing that school year, doing well on our tests. Then, as you get older, uh, buying things, earning a, a living, buying up. Um, just things that we want. And then we continue and we make more milestones for ourselves. After we've purchased everything that we could imagine, we take it to the next level. We want to earn more money. We want to earn a better job. We want to earn, uh, buy a bigger house. We want to get another car. We have milestones and we have goals all through our all throughout our lives. And this is... What shapes our life? If we look back, we look back based off of a lot of these milestones. However, when we look back at our lives and we look forward for the rest of our life, are we thinking about what we have established for our future in the Akhirah, not just in this world? We plan for our retirement. We plan for this thing and that thing. But do we plan for the Akhirah? Allah says in the Quran, That Allah says in the Quran, is that better? All of these things that we, uh, we amass in our lives, is that better or what is eternal? Or the Jannah, the paradise that is eternal, that has been promised to those that are pious? And that is the reward for those believers. So I pray that Allah helps us achieve this in the hereafter, helps us achieve Jannah, helps us reach Jannah, and helps us stay away from those people that Allah has uh, has appointed a punishment for. SubhanAllah, I mean. Rabbika, Rabbil Izzati, عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ وَالسَلَامُ وَعَلَى الْمُرْسَلِينَ Inna Allah wa malaykatahu yusalluna alay nabi ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu wa alayhi wa sallimu tasliman. Allahumma Sali ala Muhammad wa ala alihi Muhammad kema sallayta ala Ibrahima wa ali Ibrahima Ibraheema innaka hamidu majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ali alihi Muhammad kema barakta ala Ibraheema wa alihi Ibraheema innaka hamidu majid. ان الصلاه تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولا ذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون اقيموا الصلاه